The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob. If you're interested in keeping your eye health top-notch throughout all of the stages of your life, this is the program to listen to right now. We'll discuss the latest treatments and technologies to help battle vision-related disease, as well as bring you tips and proven methods to keep you seeing well, now and as you age. Here is your host, Dr. Bob Rothbard. Thank you. This is Dr. Bob Rothbard. I'm owner and optometrist at Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center. God, I'm really excited to be here. I want to dedicate this first show to my nephew, Stephen, and his wife, Gina, who will be expecting the second son, Anthony, tomorrow. Over the next few months, we'll be discussing uh, both vision and eye issues that impact people. What's the difference? Vision deals with how you process what you see, how you coordinate uh, what you're reading with understanding it. Eye issues, for example, deal with surgery, deal with disease, uh, deal with cataracts, glaucoma. We're going to be discussing this over the next few months. The vision issues will deal with, I'm working on a computer. What kind of problems am I having with it? Why are my kids having so much trouble in school? Or, for example, why am I not being able to follow the ball when I'm playing baseball? These are all issues that we'll be covering over the next few months. I want to really thank uh, some individuals. I want to thank Dr. Val Wren of the Optometry School at Western University Health Sciences. She has helped me arrange the speakers whom you will be hearing over the next few months. Experts in LASIK, experts in glaucoma, experts in retina, experts in individuals who have macular degeneration. So I'm really excited to be interviewing them. Today, I'm going to be running the show as far as what questions do my patients ask me? What cases have I seen? And being that I'm dedicating this show to my nephew and his wife because of the birth of their child, the first question should be, when should my child first have their eyes examined? And a lot of times I'll say three, four, five. Actually, it's about at six months. There could be various conditions of the eye that occur that could be sight-threatening, that if the child is not examined, uh, could lead to blindness and sometimes even death as far as that's concerned. Also, we'll be able to tell with the early examinations if there's any problems that the child might need glasses, the child might have a cataract when they're born. So these are things that we need to look at. Now, most doctors, including myself, don't examine kids at such a young age. I don't generally see kids before the age of four. But we have a great resource, in my area at least, to refer them to. There are various doctors. And also the College of Optometry at Western University is a great source of referral for me to send my patients to to get the best of care. And I tell most of my uh, patients' parents that. 
and they're just like saying, wow, we never knew that. And sometimes it's made a huge difference. Uh, what cases have I seen that I've been most concerned about? I've had patients come in who have literally life-threatening situations when they come in. I had one lady who came in who said, I have headaches and I am having blurred vision. Well, that's mostly what a lot of my patients have, except when I looked into her eyes, I saw that, quote-unquote, the optic nerve was not patent, was not healthy, and also when we ran a peripheral vision test, the individual had lost the vision from both eyes. So we referred her immediately, and what happened was we found out through diagnostic imaging, unfortunately a couple of weeks later, it took that long for the referral, that she had an aneurysm, and they did the surgery immediately when they found out what she had. It actually ruptured on the operating table. Now, fortunately for her, her life was saved. However, she did lose that eye, but the surgeon said if it would have waited any longer, she would have probably died. So it felt really good for that. In fact, she had come into the office several months after we referred her and gave me a nice little letter that said, thank you for saving my life. So these are the type of uh, cases that I really enjoy. I've been practicing now for over 30 years. I graduated from Pacific University up in Oregon in 1981 and have enjoyed it ever since because a lot of my patients will ask, when do you think you're going to retire? And I really have no plans on doing this. This show that I'm doing, I'm really excited about because I'm going to be able to introduce to you over the next few months areas of vision that you don't normally associate uh, when you go to the eye doctor. We'll be discussing areas, for example, of people who are experts in sports vision, hand-eye coordination, depth perception. There are individuals in sports, and especially in basketball, that have trouble making free throws. And when you look at the individual, it doesn't look like their eyes are straight. And if their eyes are not straight, they don't have depth perception. It takes no depth perception to dunk a basketball. However, it does take uh, depth perception to hit a free throw. So we look at these issues with individuals. We look at individuals who go back on fly balls in baseball and uh, don't uh, track the ball well. And if they don't track the ball well, they're not going to be able to make the play. Uh, we look at individuals who are goalies in hockey, for example, in sports. And some individuals, when they have improved vision skills, and that will be gone over in few future episodes, tell you that after they've gone through certain quote-unquote vision training, that the puck is coming at them a lot more slowly and they're able to react to it a lot more quickly. So these are in things that we're really interested in covering with individuals. Uh, a big issue that I work with, with individuals and patients of people, and a big one, who sit in front of computer screens all day long. Uh, the individuals who are 35, 40, 45, who are developing neck problems, back problems, are starting to notice their night vision is changing. There are reasons for this. 
This is more than just the issue of being 2020. This is an issue of the eyes getting tired. This is an issue of the eyes being blurred. This is the issue when the person first notices that, hey, I can't see nighttime vision as well, and my daytime vision is starting to go, and headaches. We are able to deal with this. We're also looking at time when you're prescribing glasses that the individual does not have the right correction when looking at a computer screen. For example, they're given a bifocal, they're looking at a desktop computer, and they're finding that they have to tilt their head, alter their screen, and so forth to be able to view it correctly. Well, that's not necessarily the best situation for that person. A lot of times we'll have to prescribe specifically for that individual to be able to see the screen without altering their posture, without having to get closer or further, so they don't get fatigued, so they don't get headaches. Which brings together another question regarding these. How about all the kids and young adults who are using, are using handheld devices? Uh, all the close-up work these individuals are doing, these kids looking at these devices, looking at these screens, I've got to believe over the course of time is causing a change in the vision. We're seeing a lot more nearsightedness over the last 30, 40 years, a lot of it due to the extreme near point part of individuals looking at these screens all day long, the headaches, the fatigue, and it is not comfortable for these individuals. And I know parents are wondering when their kids start looking at these devices at two or three years of age, is it having an impact? And again, I've got to believe it is. I've got to believe that, again, if you're going to be viewing something so close up, chances are you are going to be developing an increased chance of blurred distance or nearsightedness or even astigmatism as far as that's concerned. So these are questions and these are situations where we have patients who are having problems uh, with their vision. A lot of times individuals with computers will have problems with contact lenses. Why? Because of the fact that contact lenses, the patient isn't blinking enough. And also the area that they're in is pretty much dry as far as that's concerned. So the irritation is pretty bad with these people. So again, these problems with the computer are more than just a 2020 problems. A lot of time people don't even consider what's going on with them. So these are some of the individuals that we're looking at. As far as kids are concerned, we've mentioned contact lenses. Parents say, when can my kids first start to wear contact lenses? And probably if the kid has a problem, I've seen contact lenses put on infants. Why would you do that? If a kid develops a, ca a cataract at a very young age, at infancy, and they remove that lens, and you do not put a contact lens on that individual, the vision will never develop, the vision never develops in that eye, and therefore that eye will be permanently lazy and never clear, uh, capable of clear vision. So this is what we're dealing with when we're talking with uh, patients regarding contact lenses and parents. Parents are kind of concerned with a normal kid. When can they first wear them? I've put them on kids who are four or five years old. 
And the answer is similar to why before. When a kid has a big difference between the two eyes, and one eye is tremendously different than the other, and they're wearing one lens that has a higher prescription than the other, there is a big difference in the image size. And you can see this on a kid. There is no way that kid is going to be able to bring the two image sizes together. So what do you do? You prescribe a lens, a contact, the image is the same size in both eyes, and they're able to perform a lot better. Adults sometimes have the same problem. They've always had a lazy eye. They've always had one eye that was a lot better than the other, and they just dealt with it. We have put a contact lens on that patient, and even though they can't see clearly with it, all of a sudden it opens up the vision on that side and increases the depth of that person and they're able to perform a lot better, both at distance and at reading. And the patients, you have literally changed their life by doing this and have altered it. So these are people who would benefit from contact lenses more than just the normal cosmetic things. In fact, what we will do when we're describing that, we'll describe later on medically necessary contact lenses. What does it actually mean when that person needs that? And we'll be discussing different types of cases that we've had, cases where we've had a major impact, cases where the lives that that person have changed, and reasons that I still have no reason why I ever really want to recover from, or recover, (laughs) retire from the the field I'm doing. It's just too neat. I've been doing it. I've been practicing solo for the last several years, and it has been truly exciting for me. So we'll be returning very shortly. You're on voiceamerica.com, Vision Talk with Dr. Bob, and we look forward to talking to you in just a few minutes. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. If you are in Southern California, visit Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center. Dr. Bob started his practice more than 25 years ago, providing high-quality vision care to his patients. Some of our patients and their families have been coming to us since the very beginning. Visit our website at RanchoEyeDoctor.com. There you can click on the Testimonials tab, Video tab, and Blog tab. If Dr. Bob feels that the care a patient needs is beyond his scope of practice or knowledge, he can refer these patients to specialists to make sure the patient is receiving the best care possible. Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center is part of the local chambers of commerce in Rancho Cucamonga, Upland, and Ontario, California. Our wonderful staff is very knowledgeable and friendly. We welcome most vision care plans and can help you find your vision plan if you're unsure about your coverage. We'd love to have you come in. Visit RanchoEyeDoctor.com or if you're in Southern California, call us at 909-980-3535. Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center, 909-980-3535 or RanchoEyeDoctor.com. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? 
Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Listening to Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob Rothbard. To reach our show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or you can send an email to Rancho Optometric at Verizon.net. Now, back to this week's edition of Vision Talk Radio. Yeah, we're back here. Uh, as I said before the break, We've been discussing medically necessary contact lenses. What's medically necessary? Medically necessary means uh, prescribing contact lenses to a patient where glasses do not do the job. I discussed one in, uh, instance where one eye was way different than the other. You prescribe a contact lens, the person will see a whole lot better if there's a big difference between the two eyes. That's one case. The other case is if both eyes have a very severe prescription, there'll be a lot less distortion with contact lenses as compared to glasses. When you see someone who's wearing glasses that really magnify and minify their eyes, that's how they see the world. So when you put contact lenses on, they see a whole lot better. The other situation is when the front surface of the eye is totally distorted. Uh, it could be thinning. It could be due for a number of reasons. It could be due to injury. It could be due to a genetic condi- uh, condition. One of the conditions is called keratoconus. In these situations, you usually want to fit a hard contact lens on that individual for a while. Glasses might correct that individual to 2200. Not very good. That's like the big E. Contact lenses could very well correct that situation to 2020. Again, it's not a straightforward fit. There are specialists who deal with this, and that's a big improvement for the individuals. Uh, I want to discuss some of the other cases that we have, which I feel we've been of unique uh, service to our patients. I had a patient one time who referred her friend This was after brain surgery. Her name was Pia. She came in and her complaint was she was walking into walls after brain surgery. And kind of odd because the patient saw 2020. She complained to her physician about this. He basically felt that she was malingering, that she was faking it. 
and that was unfortunate. So she came into the office, we examined her, her vision was 20-20, the back of the eye looked very normal, but when we went to do a peripheral vision test, we found out that each eye had a defect. Defect meaning when you covered the left eye and the right eye was viewing the test, she couldn't see anything on the right side of her vision, only on the left. And strangely enough, when she covered the other eye, the same thing, she couldn't see on that same side. So what that meant is she had no vision on that side of vision, no vision on that side of the field. So she compensated, she decentered herself and started walking into walls. And it was very disconcerting. The patient became very depressed. She couldn't read. She couldn't work. She couldn't drive. And this was the first time I've actually seen this type of patient, although we studied them in optometry school, but we never saw them, or I never saw it, in real life. But there was something that we were able to do there's a lens called a prism that you're able to put in front of the eyes, and that will change the location of where the object is. So we put the prism in front of both eyes, or prisms, in front of both eyes, and we shifted the vision to where she couldn't see to where she could see. Now, you can't restore the visual fibers that dealt with uh, the situation that she had that were cut, apparently, during the brain surgery. So we actually put that in front of her, and miraculously, she had walked straight. And the smile on her face was tremendous. Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, I had become the expert in the case against the doctor, saying he never checked this. If he would have acknowledged that, hey, we had to do this to save your life, uh, there wouldn't have been a problem. But when you make someone feel badly or like an idiot, because they're, they think they're being not trusted in what they're saying. It's not a good thing. So we went over this and showed them what the patient was able to do. And right now she's leading a normal life. She's actually able to read. I believe also that she's able to drive. And she was able to go back to work. So anyway, we were doing a great service. We have a call from Renee. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm great, Renee. What can we answer for you? You know, I have a question. You were talking about the contacts and that. I had radiokeratotomy surgery on the exterior part of my eyes. Right. My eyes were too small to do the, the I guess, the anterior where they slice the eye. So they did it on you the exterior You had radiokeratotomy on, how long ago was that? Um, in 2003. Okay, so did, did they actually slice the eye, did you say? They actually sliced the eye. You know, they didn't slice right. the eye. They did it on the exterior part. In other words, they coned it um, because I couldn't see up close. So they coned right. my. They coned it. They, that's what they call it. And is this so and, you'd be able to read? Yes. Yes. Okay. And what my problem is oh. is I can't wear contact lens now because evidently I also had an issue with this eye doctor that did the surgery. My left eye, he damaged it to where he put like a little. I guess you want to call it like a dimple. Because I had to go yeah, this, to a specialist to mm-hmm. find, find this out. Look, so, this is interesting. This was an interesting surgery that they did. I think they used radio waves 
to actually do this surgery. And they coned it a little bit. Now, is the eye in much pain right now? No, the eye's not in any pain anymore. Um, it's just that it's, it's frustrating because trying to get someone to dial my eye in is really hard. And I can't wear contacts. Okay. How many individuals have you gone to through contact lenses? Um, four. I even went to the eye institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are individuals who specialize with this. And let me ask you another question. When you're wearing glasses, are you able to see clearly? Yes. Okay. But it took a while for that. It took you know a few times for them to, as my eyes was healing, you know, it took time no. for it. And it also creates astigmatism. And where are you located, Renee? In Laverne. Okay. Did you check out, there are some experts, and I mean really good ones because I've worked with them, and I'm not saying it's definite, but the optometry school, like I said, at Western University in Pomona has some tremendous individuals that when it comes to fitting extremely difficult cases for contact Mm -hmm. lenses. Mm -hmm. And you might want to look into that. I'm not saying they're going to be able to, Mm -hmm. but I know I've referred some patients who are in pretty bad shape especially with the disease I discussed before, keratoconus. Right. And they've been able to do an exceptionally good job with them where I would never even dream of taking on that case. So no, I would look at them and uh, see what they can do for you. The good news is in part that at least you're capable of 20-20 vision with the glasses because I've seen cases where there's surgery and these individuals are not capable of 20-20 vision no matter what you do. And that's my unfortunate. Eye, my left eye is not anymore. It can't, they can't dial that. it to twenty twenty. I see. And that's one of the surgeries. They do it on one eye. It was an interesting surgery. Uh, it wasn't radial keratotomy. It was another surgery where they actually use radio waves. Uh, and I forgot exactly what the name of the surgery was. I don't see it much anymore. And I don't know how much they're doing on that surgery anymore. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <laughs> I wish I could be more definite on that, but like I said, I would look into at least that, uh, that venue as being individuals and doctors who specialize in very difficult cases with the cornea. Okay. And how would I get in contact with this specialist? Well, you can, well, you can call uh, the School of Western University in Pomona, okay. uh, University of Health Science, and just ask for the School of Optometry. Okay. I know where that's at. And just okay. tell them your situation. Tell me we referred from the show, and the doctor okay. will know who I am, and uh, take it from there. Okay. And best to you on that. I don't know if they're going to be able to help you, but at least I feel I'm referring you to one of the best sources to do this. Okay. Can I ask one other question? Sure. When you, um, I know that um, my husband got a pair of prescription sunglasses, and he, you know, was wearing them, and he got right. pulled over. He got pulled over. When he was pulled over. Um, the officer, because he was making a turn and he didn't see someone, the officer had, you know, had made a comment to him that, that the sunglasses he was wearing are a, a type of sunglass that blocks his vision and those mm-hmm. aren't legal. Is that true? That is in part true. Did he give him a ticket? He didn't ticket him. He just, he gave him kind of like a warning and, and told him. Yeah, uh, interesting. My friend told me this story about 20 years ago in his practice. Uh, the same thing, only the cop gave him a ticket. In other words, that uh, temple is so thick and it's coming way forward. Uh, it's a risk with a lot of the sunglasses today that the temples are so thick to supposedly block out the vision 
or to block out right. the sun, it's blocking out the vision. But a lot of times they're making the lenses now where that uh, front surface is so curved that you're still looking through lens when it's out at the periphery. So it'd be interesting to see that too. Uh, they just assume it's a big temple, but a lot of times there is still plenty of periphery if they've contoured that frame so the lens on the periphery, you're still looking through it, not just the temple. Okay, because it is. But that is it. true. That's, that is true. Wow. Okay, we'll have to change that out then. Yeah, you better, because think of it this way. You might be blocking out some vision and seeing a car coming to the side, and that's right. why they do it too. Well, for a motorcycle. So when you ride a motorcycle, you want to have that, you know, coverage. You want to have as much periphery as possible. Yep. So where do the widest sufficient? You might want to go with something a little bit thinner on the side. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you for calling us. Okay, this is Dr. Bob, uh, Vision Talk Radio, and you're on the Health and Wellness Channel on voiceamerica.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at voiceamericatrn or twitter.com forward slash voiceamericatrn. Do you or does somebody you know face an ongoing battle with addiction? Our nation's drug problem is getting worse as we spend billions on the judicial system. It's time to fight the demand for drugs and not the supply. Listen for I Took the High Road with host Jacob Jansen, who has experienced both IV heroin addiction and recovery and is now here to both help and educate you with his story and engaging guests. There are great resources available for recovery and there is hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you are in Southern California, visit Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center. Dr. Bob started his practice more than 25 years ago, providing high-quality vision care to his patients. Some of our patients and their families have been coming to us since the very beginning. Visit our website at RanchoEyeDoctor.com. There you can click on the Testimonials tab, Video tab, and Blog tab. If Dr. Bob feels that the care a patient needs is beyond his scope of practice or knowledge, he can refer these patients to specialists to make sure the patient is receiving the best care possible. Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center is part of the local chambers of commerce in Rancho Cucamonga, Upland, and Ontario, California. Our wonderful staff is very knowledgeable and friendly. We welcome most vision care plans and can help you find your vision plan if you're unsure about your coverage. We'd love to have you come in. Visit RanchoEyeDoctor.com or if you're in Southern California, call us at 909-980-3535. Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center, 909-980-3535 or RanchoEyeDoctor.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob Rothbard. To reach our show, please call in to one 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or you can send an email to Rancho Optometric at Verizon.net. Now, back to this week's edition of Vision Talk Radio. Okay, we have a call from Jim 
from hometown Rancho Cucamonga. Jim, how are you? Hey, Dr. Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing good. 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 Great show. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Here's my situation. I'm a diabetic. And believe it or not, my eyesight has actually improved. Now, should I... Uh, should I take that for granted? I mean, you know, the, the thing is that my eyesight has improved. I, I don't have to wear stronger prescriptions. I don't have to wear contacts. I can, I can actually drive at night without glasses, although, uh, you know, I have to, you know, for legal reasons. Right. But that, is that kind of bizarre to you that eyesight can actually improve with diabetes? Not that I'm happy to have diabetes. Uh... I find that a little bizarre. It's not really bizarre. Unfortunately, you should be more concerned about it, to be honest with you, Jim. Uh, how long have you been diabetic for? Seven years. Seven years. Are you insulin dependent? Uh, yes, you take I am in Okay. Yes. Here's the situation when you're diabetic, Jim. The vision can change. It can get better. It can get worse. What's happening, your sugar is changing. And by your sugar changing... You need to go back to your physician to have him monitor that and possibly uh, check the or monitor the uh, insulin that you're taking or any type of medication you're taking for the diabetes. Because with it changing, it's telling me that the sugar is out of balance. It shouldn't be changing that quickly. And generally, Jim, when it changes, especially if you're over 40 or 42, if it gets better for distance, a lot of times an individual will say, well, I was always able to read. Now I can see distance, but I can't read anymore. So you should be just as concerned of it getting better as if we're getting worse as far as that's concerned. And so I can, I can read fine, actually, you know, but my distance okay. has, mm-hmm. but I'm just, you know, my concern, of course, like you said, is obviously I don't expect this to remain. I mean, I, right. And if your doctor, let me give you some advice here, Jim. If your doctor alters your prescription of uh, the insulin or changes your medication, and let's say, for example, you notice it getting worse, what you need to deal with with your eye doctor is this. A lot of times I have patients like this. They'll come in, my eyes are getting worse or they're getting better. A lot of times I will start fitting them with disposable contact lenses. Even if they weren't a contact lens wearer, as it's changing back, because what will happen is I'll come up with a prescription, and before the prescription comes back from the lab, the vision has changed. So this is something we want to look at. And, Jim, another thing that comes up with this, I've had patients who have walked in just the opposite, but there was no history of diabetes. This is one of the first signs of diabetes. It's not pathological per nature like if there was bleeding in the back of the eye which is of long-term duration with diabetes. They'll come in and say, all of a sudden, you know, I'm starting to notice that I can't see anymore. And the first thing we'll do is say, do they have thirst? Do they have hunger? Uh, And they'll say, yes, we refer them immediately. And I mean immediately to their physician to be tested for sugar. In your case, same thing. You want to go back to your physician and actually be tested for uh, to see if there's any change in the sugar. And if it's not, and if he feels it's pretty good, just go along with it. But chances are, Jim, it's going to go back to where it was. Was your prescription pretty stable before this? Uh, it was stable, but it was much weaker. It was much weaker, but it wasn't changing every year, up or down, was it? It was pretty much consistent. 
No, it was uh, it was pretty consistent. I mean, it, okay. it would go it would go down a little bit, you know, uh, but not not significantly. Okay. Well, anyway, the bottom line is to really get it checked out, and if it starts going back toward. Uh, being where it was, what you might want to do and talk with your eye doctor because you can't wear the full prescription and you need something to be able to see to drive at night. He might want to, or she might want to fit you with contact lenses, disposables while it's actually changing until it's stabilized and then see if it goes back to where your glasses were or if you're going to need a new pair of spectacles. Okay, thank you for calling there, Jim. We have Cynthia from Delaware. How are you, Cynthia? Hello? Yes, you're with yes. Dr. Bob. Hi, Dr. Bob. My name is Cynthia, and I'm uh, excited to be speaking with you. My first well, first I call. love the to- I love talking like this. I can do this anywhere, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, terrific. All right. Well, listen. Here's my situation. Uh, I'm 54 years old. My left eye is very, very weak. Um, I believe it's scored at like like you know how you have 20/20. It's like a 100. Yeah. My right eye is good overall. It's like a 25. I and have had. I'm sorry. Is it cor- is it correctable? In other words, when you put glasses on, could you see 20/20 in both eyes? No, no, oh. not correctable. Actually, I've never really understood this, but my right eye has always dominated everything since I was a kid. Apparently, they didn't find it in time to, I guess, correct whatever was going on. I right. had a lazy mm-hmm. eye. Exactly. And- And now I'm 54, so here's the concern. The concern is my left eye is super weak. I rely on my right eye. Um, I do rely on reading glasses. I think I'm wearing like a 100 or or 125 to magnify. Um, I don't get headaches or anything like that, thank God. Uh, But I have a dad who's 82 years old, and he has the same condition as me with the eye situation. And now he also has macular degeneration, degeneration. which is um, a huge concern because he can't see out of one of his eyes. But thankfully for him, the eye he can't see out of was his weak eye or is his weak eye. But he's relying on one eye. Thankfully, it's the better eye. I just... uh, I did have one eye surgery a few years ago. It got my eyes from uh, from the uh, from where it was to about a forty, and then I'm fifty four years old. I can't remember if I said that. And then I recently now my eye is twenty five and one hundred. Does that make sense to you? You had surgery on the good eye. Yeah, I had surgery on my bad eye, and it brought uh-huh. my vision to. Uh, a 40 in my bad eye, my left eye. That's and, pretty darn good. Yeah. And now, uh, that was a couple years ago, and now I'm 54, and I got tested again, and the left eye is now about a 100. Um, the doctor has told me that did the surgery that I've asked, should I get a contact lens in the left eye just to make it stronger? He said, no, you're so right eye dominant at this point in time that it's not going to help you. You're going to frustrate well, yourself. Well, let me give you a little bit different opinion. And okay. I don't know you. I don't have the case in front of me. So what I'm saying is tongue in cheek. And I'll give okay. you two extreme examples. I've had patients like yourself. And the fact that you got surgery and it brought it up to 2040 is really great. Oh, wow. As far as okay, that's good. concerned. Because a lot of times you have the lazy eye, it never gets past 2100. Best corrected, uncorrected, whatever. Okay. But uh, the problem here is that I've had two individuals. I've had a person who is, let's say, zero prescription in one eye and a plus four in the other. Okay? Okay. That's a distance. 
I've put a plus four on that person, on one person. Okay. They'll say, I notice no difference. I still, right. nothing, I still see 2,200 best corrected. I can't do anything. Okay. Then I have the other person. Again, zero and let's say plus 400. Okay. This person still might be 2,200 or 2,100 after I put that contact lens in. But he says, God, all of a sudden I see vision out of this side of my eye. And I, that's where I was after the surgery a few years ago. Oh, then go get, a, get someone who's really good with contact lenses. Okay. And I don't know if I'd have surgery again. It might be risky. It might be too much, uh, too mm-hmm. much risk for okay. the reward. But I would okay. certainly go get an opinion about the contact, especially if there be a big difference between the right eye and the left eye in prescription. Because glasses won't do it. If there's a big difference, mm-hmm. your eyes will never work together. And that's the thing when we were talking about younger yeah. kids. A lot of times, why would I give a kid contact lenses a youth? Mm-hmm. You sounds like my cousin Vinny. Uh, <laughs> why would I give my uh, the young patient a contact lens? Uh-huh. Because it brings the eyes together. You know, they'll do all sorts of patching and everything, but they'll yeah. never train that person to be binocular. I'll see a prescription of a plus one, plus four, and yeah. there's n- not going to be a great chance of those eyes working together as opposed to putting contact lenses on the eyes where the eyes work together and okay. then getting back to your situation mm-hmm. as a kid, doing vision training to develop a binocular situation okay. with this person. This is the area that is very near and dear to me. And okay. your concerns with macular degeneration, first of all, yep. you should be wearing glasses time to protect the good eye. You should always be wearing sunglasses to protect against cataracts and macular degeneration. And there's okay. enough information on there. We'll be talking with retina doctors later okay. on. And what you can possibly do to keep your eyes from developing macular degeneration. But sunglasses, good health. And let's face it, what's good for the heart in your diet is good for the eyes also. Okay, so, I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big health nut, so I'm eating really well and things like that's that. That's great. Um, and you know, cardiovascular working out too, very important. You get oxygen flowing to the eyes much okay. better than being lethargic and so forth and being a couch potato. This is all important. We'll be okay. bringing on, like I said... Other doctors who are much more expertise than I am okay. uh, in discussing this. So your uh, question other, is, go ahead. My big concern is um, my nighttime driving and my depth perception. The, the, my depth perception has always been off, but my nighttime driving has become just a little more challenged at 54. I mean, not greatly, but I'm like thinking, oh, as I get a little bit older, that's not so good. Um, and so I'm wondering about that. And then two more things well, real quick. Vitamins well, we're coming up on drugs. break, so let me answer a question. I have to ask you one question, really important. Yeah. Did you have better depth perception after you had the surgery? Yes. And I, and I Bang. So, so yeah. much for the information that it's not going to help you, the contact lens. As long as your eye is healthy enough and yeah. there wasn't any deleterious results as part of that surgery. Okay. Or Kept you from, keeps you from wearing a contact lens, go for it. It'll make a huge difference. And then what you want to do is get a doctor who knows to see if your eyes are coordinating together. Just okay. because you can see well out of both eyes doesn't mean that you're struggling. And there's a whole slew of battery of tests to okay. test for this. In addition to seeing clearly, making sure the eyes are working together. And okay. you want to see doctors who are either what you would call behavioral optometrists who deal with binocular problems. And uh, surgeons generally are not part of this. Okay. That's why he gave you the answer that he did. 
Okay, behavior optometrists. Behavioral optometrists. There are doctors, I'll throw out initials of COBD, College of Optometrists in Visual Development. Okay. They would be good ones to deal with with this. Get someone who understands binocular vision, and I think you'll be coming off really great with this. And I'd love to hear from you. Why don't you email me, and I can give you some more information. They have that also. Absolutely, the and then if you can address uh, eye drops, yes or no, and vitamins, yes or no, or what kind? Vitamins, a- eye drops, uh, you know, you're saying eye drops, and I'm really not sure what eye drops, if you have to use them for dryness and so forth, you better find out why the eyes are dry mm-hmm. and find out. So I can't carte blanche that answer for you. Okay. okay. I don't want to because I might mis- be misleading you as far as that's concerned. I understand. Well, I appreciate your call. If you have more questions, just email me. I'm going to email you, Dr. Bob. Thank you so much. God bless you for what you are doing today. Well, I appreciate the call, and I'm really excited. I'm glad I'm getting the calls, too, because, like I said, I discuss this anywhere. It's really a passion with me. Thanks so much for calling us. email the one that's right here. Okay. I will email you. Yeah. The station will give it to you. Rancho Optometric at Verizon.net. Excellent. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. Okay. We're on Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob. You're on the Health and Wellness Channel on VoiceAmerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. How many times have you heard this? I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You are what you eat. I've tried every diet. Diets don't work. It's time to stop this kind of madness and start thinking and feeling empowered to change your health. Tune in to The Raw Truth with Chef Sharon Fraser. Join us weekly for thought-provoking conversations with world-renowned experts in the food, medical, holistic, sports medicine, chiropractic, and naturopathic health sciences. The Raw Truth airs live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you are in Southern California, visit Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center. Dr. Bob started his practice more than 25 years ago, providing high-quality vision care to his patients. Some of our patients and their families have been coming to us since the very beginning. Visit our website at RanchoEyeDoctor.com. There you can click on the Testimonials tab, Video tab, and Blog tab. If Dr. Bob feels that the care a patient needs is beyond his scope of practice or knowledge, he can refer these patients to specialists to make sure the patient is receiving the best care possible. Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center is part of the local chambers of commerce in Rancho Cucamonga, Upland, and Ontario, California. Our wonderful staff is very knowledgeable and friendly. We welcome most vision care plans and can help you find your vision plan if you're unsure about your coverage. We'd love to have you come in. Visit RanchoEyeDoctor.com or if you're in Southern California, call us at 909-980-3535. Rancho Cucamonga Optometric Center, 909-980-3535 or RanchoEyeDoctor.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You 
are listening to Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob Rothbard. To reach our show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or you can send an email to ranchooptometric at verizon.net. Now, back to this week's edition of Vision Talk Radio. This issue that Cynthia brought up and which we discussed and binocular vision is so paramount to my practice and to a lot of other individual doctors' practices. Uh, it deals a lot with learning. Uh, a lot of times we'll have kids who see 2020. In fact, I'll often have parents ask, how come my kid's getting glasses if he sees or she sees 2020? It's for the fact that a lot of time the eyes don't work together. Sometimes, especially with reading, a lot of times the kids can see clearly, but you know, you look at the way the kid reads. They see 2020 at distance. They got perfect vision, but they have to bring the print in so close to actually be able to function. A lot of times we'll prescribe reading glasses. This helps to promote binocular vision, helps the eyes to work better together with a lot less strain and the individual is able to comprehend better, be less fatigued, and a lot of times also might keep them from developing blurred distance or nearsightedness. One of the things I want to do and make sure I get out uh, before we go to the end of the show is what we're going to be covering over the next few months. I, again, want to thank uh, Dr. Valerie Wren at Washington University, the Health Science Center there, the School of Optometry, uh, for helping me line up experts in glaucoma. Valerie will actually be, Dr. Wren will actually be discussing concussions, recovery from them, and the visual consequences. We'll be having LASIK surgeons on here discussing the latest and greatest as far as LASIK is concerned. And that's a big one. We'll be having individuals, a couple of doctors, developing their talk on sports vision. What they do, especially that these uh, doctors are dealing with individuals in both uh, junior high, high school, and college to bring their performance up. Don't forget, a 1% to 2% increase in visual performance can make all the difference in the world to an athlete in their success. Um, we'll be also discussing with an ophthalmologist who will be a retina expert, macular degeneration, as was brought up before. What could be done with it? Uh, retinopathy of prematurity, or what used to be called retrolental fibroplasia in the olden days. Kids who got too much oxygen, what could they do to keep this, these kids from having disastrous results and possibly having permanent vision loss? It's tremendous as far as that's concerned. I'll have a couple of uh, individuals, a good friend of mine, Dr. Beth Ballinger, later on discussing a lot about kids and vision. There is not a case that she won't take on that I've seen. And she deals with them almost right out of the womb, <laughs> I believe, uh, as far as vision problems that are occurring and possible alternatives to surgery if indeed it is an alternative to surgery where surgery is not required. So we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to individuals who are experts in contact lenses and what parts of it. So I am really excited about the, how the show is going to materialize over the next several months. And we encourage you, if you have any questions, to call us on the phone or to go to ranchooptometricapparising.net as far as that's concerned. Now, one of the things I'd like to go over is my website. We help um, 
RanchoEyeDoctor.com. You can look at some of the testimonials and blogs on what we've actually done. And kids who are determined that they weren't able to read, we've made big differences. In fact, one of them, and you'll see it in the testimonial, was able to actually garner a scholarship. And a lot of that was due to his academic ability to school and also for basketball play. So this is the type of changes that we can make. I can't think of a profession where you get almost immediate results to actually see what differences there are. Another favorite case of mine is an individual. She was a high school principal, and she had fallen in the schoolyard, had developed blurred vision, and I saw her, and there was swelling around the optic nerve. And we referred her immediately, ophthalmologically, to deal with this. And it helped. But the problem was she was still getting headaches. The optic nerve cleared up. So what we had done is we found out that the eyes did not team. One eye rested higher than the other. In other words, if you would separate out the eyes and go from one eye to the other, she would say one image from one eye is higher than the other. So again, we prescribed PRISM. And it worked out tremendously for her. She went back to her uh, surgeon and said, this is bad medicine. And what she went up to him and said was, well, bad medicine got my students back their principal, my husband back their wife, and my kids back their mother. This is the change that she occurred. She had moved away from the uh, area here. She's uh, back east right now. Another case also, a kid came in, claimed they couldn't even see the board, couldn't see anything on the letters. And he had an incredibly small prescription, about a nine-year-old. What happened with this individual was we looked at him, the smallest prescription, but it made all the difference. So either you figure the kid is malingering or the kid has a problem. And what happened was this kid had a problem. His focusing system was so spasmed. He didn't know how to control it, so we put a very light prescription on there, and what a difference. Immediately, he was able to see, and the reason I know this wasn't malingering, the mom called back a year later. She was also moved back east, and she said, what was that condition that my kid had? I said, I referred you out because when I see conditions like this, I want to medically rule out any condition that might be there. They said, I said, what was that called? It's actually called stress syndrome. I said, how's he doing? He says he's doing great. He's doing well in school, can see clearly. And so, like I said, it could have been confused with malingering, but this was a good case. It turned out that the child is doing exceptionally well. So these are the kind of things that we did. Again, if you go on to the website, you'll see some of the testimonials who feel extremely proud of this. So anyway, I'm going to conclude the show right now. Again, this is Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob. You are on the Health and Wellness Channel on VoiceAmerica.com. Next week, we'll have Dr. Andy Pomeranz, a uh, physician, a doctor of osteopathic medicine, discussing diabetes. He has a tremendous amount of information to glean. So looking forward to seeing you guys, seeing you guys, talking to you guys next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Vision Talk Radio with Dr. Bob. We'll be back next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.